I want to remind you that you are a powerful being, filled with power. You are an eternal being, having a temporary experience, having an earthly experience. Hello, and welcome to Power Hour. I am Dr. Kresslin, your host and empowerment coach. I am here to remind you in those moments that you forget that there is a power inside of you that has always been here sustaining you and even brought you to this very moment. It is inside of you to help you create the life that you desire in the world that you want to live in. Don't ever forget that. That's why we're here. I bring um, many subject matter experts and empowerment coaches and women and people from many backgrounds who have proven that this power works within their lives. And so we've been having many conversations about how to deal in our personal lives during this pandemic. And today's conversation will be no different. We have an amazing uh, uh, therapist, uh, Dr. Vo, in the Houston area. Um, she has a myriad of, a myriad of experiences um, she's here to empower and encourage anybody that she can. And we are so delighted to have Dr. Vo with us today. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She has a very interesting background. Um, Dr. Vo is a person that uh, you, we would call a boat person, which means that she uh, escaped from Vietnam into the States at the age of 12. She has since obtained three degrees and has uh, born, born three children, three children who are just as successful as their amazing mother. Uh, one of her children, I think, is a, uh, is a nutritionist. Uh, the other is a, is it a neurosurgeon? Dr. Vo? She's an orthopedic surgeon. An orthopedic surgeon. And the other, what profession is your other child? He's an engineer. An engineer. <laughs> wow. Wow. And her story is so profound, just like many of yours. And if you don't remember anything else, just know that no matter where you come from, we can totally change the trajectory of our future and where we're going with the right attitude, the right belief system, the right self-talk, the right practices. And so that's, that's why we're here, is to kind of share some of those things with you so that you know that no matter what is going on, that we're in charge. We're in charge and individually and collectively, we can change our world and change our lives. And so I am excited to have Dr. Vo on today and you should be too. You should be too. So Dr. Vo, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself that I did not mention. Oh, wow. Good morning, Dr. Kresslin, my lovely. I thank you so much. And let me take this one breath, deep breath of gratitude and in full unison with what you say. And thank you for mentioning my children. They are my first mountain. <laughs> As I born the earthly children, I am in full gratitude for the opportunity 
to learn to educate and to serve in the in America, my second country. Uh, so thank you for mentioning that. Uh, I have worked primarily my entire life as a clinical director and COO for many hospital system in Houston, and just currently stepped out to my private practice. I enjoy mentoring, coaching, uh, uh, motivating people to their highest mountain ever. And I appreciate you sharing my life story with the, with the viewers. Yeah, so yeah, being an Asian female therapist is a very strange concept because psychotherapy uh, almost does not exist in our society in the old age, okay? So in the old world, we just use your grandmother, your aunts, your sisters, uh, your homemade therapist. Family problems are pretty much uh, kept behind closed doors and buried in the backyard, okay? Mm -hmm. I can really tell you that I always dreamt of becoming a therapist growing up. Not until I escaped the iron class of communism as a child, facing suffering in the eyes, is awakened me to my greatest journey on earth, with mm -hmm. helping people. Wow, wow. So what I'm hearing is that your success was birthed out of your tribulations, out of the hard times. Yes. Wow. Wow. And so I just wonder how many people that statement alone will inspire that in their toughest times right now is where their success can be birthed out of. I am so excited. Thank you for sharing that. And as we look at even how to cope during this time, and we we're talking about coping mechanisms during this time, I, I'm excited to uh, pick your brain about what people can actually do. We know right now uh, churches and synagogues have been uh, closed and uninhabited for over three months now. Uh, people have not been able to gather with their families in numbers greater than 10. Uh, we have people with family members who've been diagnosed and who are sick and dying who cannot be visited by their closest of kin. We have friends that cannot get together. And for so many people, especially like myself being an extrovert, I thrive and flourish by being around other people. And so not being able to do that has had an effect on me, not being able to connect with people. And so when I think about um, all of those things uh, being shut down and people not having access to others, yet we have liquor stores and tobacco stores <laughs> open and, um, and people are, you know, and they're, they're staying in business. They're, they're being frequented. Um, I, I'm thinking about the, the people who enjoy being around others, but they are alone. And I'm thinking about people who enjoy their alone time, yet they're stuck in a house with other people. How, what, what can you tell us about coping when we are put in situations that don't necessarily fit our personality mixed with the trauma of this pandemic? It is absolutely an unprecedented time in history. It is the greatest collective disaster known in our lifetime. 
And you are talking about three levels of impacts here overall. So we have the ecological impact of the world at large. It's a wake-up call in terms of Mother Nature's strike back in human greed in crossing the evolutionary food chain and robbing the earth of its natural resources and the killing off of endangered species, which led to the contamination of virus from animals to human. So on a macro scale, that's what we're looking at. And then we're also looking at the spiritual crisis of what we are facing from this pandemic as well. There is no other time in history that we realize the interconnectedness a butterfly collapse and tornado happened in other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So our interrelatedness, what we eat, what we breathe, how we sneeze, how we maintain individual health affects the world at large. Okay? And then at a personal level, we're looking at existential crisis when people can no longer leave their home they have to be locked down, then they're forced to look at the, the person in the mirror, they're forced to look at their loved ones, and they're forced to recalculate their entire life equations. So there are three different levels of crisis are going on with us right now. Wow, wow. Can you, um, and you, you did that a little bit, so I want to back up just a bit and i want you to talk about the first level again okay. the first level yes absolutely so in terms of the ecological system okay uh one uh, uh beautiful example was that the dalai lama was in a ho in a hotel and, you know, he, he's a motivational speaker worldwide. He's a spiritual guru worldwide. Mm -hmm. He's in a hotel, and uh, the concierge gave him a bar of soap, okay? It's beautifully wrapped in golden paper and plastic. He looked at the bar of soap, and he cried. Tears flowed out of his eyes. So people would say, well, your highness, what is the reason for you to cry at the bar of soap? He said that, well, this, this beautiful bar of soap cleans me well, but then Mother Nature will require thousands of years to digest its plastic container. Okay? Mm. So we have to look at uh, the deforestation. We have to look at how governments in third world country close and eyes allow for people to have wet market to invade to rob mother nature's of its natural food source there are evolutionary uh, food chains we had no business uh, venturing into you know the killing of the pendulums uh, one of the world's most beautiful and endangered species, uh, the messing with bats. You know, bats carry 11 virus by itself. Okay? So we had no business in, uh, in uh, uh, domesticate and in using 
these animals as part of our food source. So because of that, the lessons from Mother Nature is that we have to respect what will reserve for us. And everything that we do, uh, the consequences are enormous in terms of you know, you look at the deforestation for animal farming will lead to drought, lead to tornado, lead to the lack of water resources worldwide, okay? Mm-hmm. And looks what happened right now with the pandemic, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a pandemic for human, but it's not for nature. Mother Earth is actually healing, okay? Animals are roaming the forest, there were deers walking on New York Street. There are dolphins that swimming in the corner of Venice. Okay, there are whales swimming in Hawaii again. No, the sky at lace with birds again. In, in countries that trap them for dinners, now birds can come out and fly the sky. Okay. Yes. From an ecological crisis perspective, it teaches us to stop and observe Mother Nature's and understand that we coexist with other uh, um, sentient beings. You know, we cannot keep raping the earth and hoarding resources and steal from Mother Nature's. Right. Oh, that is so powerful. You know, it's amazing because I was thinking the same thing, uh, not at the level, the depth that you just explained, but I was thinking how, um, you know, I I think of global warming and some people think it's real and some uh, think it's not real. But But one thing's for sure is that diesel fuel in the air is affecting all of us in our breathing. And so I was like, wow, how the ozone ozone layer and how our lungs are getting a break from not having diesel fuel from planes flying all the time. And I thought about that and I have never heard uh, birds all day and all night the way I hear them now you know in the morning but I'm hearing them all day and all night and that yes. has been a first for me. So I, I, I get what you're saying 100%. And the other thing, as I'm thinking about coping during this time, is the joy and the relaxation that we can gather by sitting in nature. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, how we can use the ecological system right now to help us cope with the stress. Well, my primary treatment modality is mindfulness. And uh, based on my Eastern uh, uh, traditional upbringing, mindfulness and Mother Nature are the greatest healers of all time. There's a school of psychology in Japan, the psychiatric institution, when people check in to the psychiatric hospital, they were given a kimono robe. They were taken out to Mother Nature. Each one was assigned a hut. They will have doctors, therapists, and nurses overseeing them. 
but they're basically are forced to strip of all of their identity and be in perfect contemplation with Mother Nature's, okay? And the trees are going to be their, their co-group uh, leaders, okay? And they're encouraged to hug the trees, walk in nature's, meditate by the stream of water, okay? So yes, by all means, if you have any kind of illness, affliction, or infestation in society, Mother Nature has an answer for it. Okay. The, uh, the greatest physician in Eastern medicine, Hwada, he said that there is an earth for every human ailment uh, out there in nature. And mother, the healing system is the universe. Okay? It's a field of infinite potentiality and infinite medicines. It's interesting. I was on my morning walk this morning and uh, I uh, was out on the main road. So we had a sidewalk and I was probably a good thousand feet from another woman. We were walking in two different directions. We we're walking towards each other. And she, she found an opening. So we're on the sidewalk. She moves out to the street so that she doesn't have to pass me. And she's walking out in nature and she has a mask on. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're missing out on breathing in this amazing air that is, like I say, void of t all the toxins from airplanes, you know, and, um, and I was like, wow. So it just, it confirmed like that fear is really overriding, even kind of just common sense to me. Yes, yes. Um, and, and so it worries me. It's like, I, I, you're wasting a walk. You're wasting some of the benefits of a walk out of fear. And she wouldn't even catch eyes with me as if, if you look at me even. While we're now, you're out on the road. I'm on the sidewalk. We are tens of feet from each other. Like, if you look at me, like, something's going to happen. And so, you know, I have empathy and compassion in my heart when I see that. Um, but kind of talk to me about how fear could be... Um, the, be an even greater culprit during this time. Okay, before I answer the question, um, just echoing on what you were just saying, if you had never been outside, you're not a natural person, by all means, there is no time in history that carbon dioxide, nitrogen dioxide at this low. I read a research that say 50% a pollution and greenhouse effect has decreased in the past two months. Think about this. It took us hundreds of years of the Industrial Revolution to get here and to get the greenhouse effect. It took us two months for Mother Nature to heal 50% of her ailments. Yeah. So have no concern. Please get out there. This is the best time to be at one with nature's, okay? So 
Coming to your question, you were asking about trust. Uh, you were asking about the social uh, distancing and the fear uh, involved between us. So you touch base on the spiritual crisis. So, so go back to uh, the statistics about where we are. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Okay, so we were talking about uh, the effect on our interbeing and our social connectedness. Okay, so in no time that we are at the same time distant from each other, but also have to be united uh, at once as well, okay, because we recognize the uh, metaphysical connection in us all. Uh, the energy field that affected all of us. So because of that, it's, we're not taking care of ourselves for our own benefit anymore. We have to take care of ourselves for our family, for our community. Uh, we have to be uh, completely loving, embracing each other, even if we have to be six feet apart, okay? So in terms of what you are saying about the mistrust, um, I think that there have to be uh, awareness increase about that. You know, we can still see each other through our mask. We can still greeting ourselves and smiling behind our mask. By all means, do that. Mm -hmm. In the grocery store, smiling at people in the mask. I know that when I was talking outside, and so often we see somebody way from behind their houses and smile at me. It just make my day. It mm -hmm. makes my day. That somebody cares. Somebody is cheering for my, for my presence on earth. Uh, so by all means, share the most ultimate connection of us on. The, the neuron in our frontal lobe which is called the mirror neurons, are the neurons that primarily was, uh, was developed in higher uh, mammal. Uh, so basically what that neuron teach us is for evolution surviving purpose. When you do something to other people, they are going to be instinctually uh, returned back to you. Mm -hmm. So apply that law. Use the mirror neurons and spread the love, not fear, not mistrust. Yeah. Yes, I love it. So how what is what are the physical effects on the body that fear causes? Oh, absolutely. You know, what is fear? You know, fear is a biochemical transaction of of uh norepinephrine, adrenaline, and cortisol, okay? All of the stress hormone, okay? I always tell people, do not use your body as a warehouse for all of the negative energy. You are polluting, you are putting carbon uh, dioxide, you're putting nitrogen dioxide into your body through fear uh, alone, okay? So because of that, when, uh, when we feel the fear factor, we're living in the fight and fly zone. Uh, we're constantly operating as if there's a tiger 
sitting in front of us when we stepped out of our cave. There's no tiger. So we have to replace the fear by loving kindness, by endorphin boosting behavior, by serotonin, by the, uh, the natural morphine, endogenous morphine inside of our body through love, through embracings, through mindfulness. You mentioned um, smiling through the mask. So one of my, I hate the mask. I'm just going to tell you, I do. My, my uh, older son, he fusses at me like he's my parent. And it's just like, I need you to put on your mask. And I was like, I'm, I promise to stay away from people. Um, but I, I'm not, I, 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 I just, I want to see people's faces, you know, it's yeah. so hard to see a smile through a mask. It's yeah. hard to see a frown through a mask. You know, how mm -hmm. do you know what people are thinking? And I don't want to walk around and be afraid of people or wondering, not trusting, having to rely solely on my senses all the time and on the uh, intuition when mm -hmm. we, this is a sense, this tells us a lot. And so not being able to see that, and it's really disturbing for me. So I can't control other people, but I can stand across the room and smile, give you a smile that you can see. And so, and that is, that's a part of what I'm here to do is to bring joy to people. And so if you can't see the joy, you know, because everybody, they're not intuitive. And so if you can't see the joy, then we're just kind of walking around here almost to me like zombies. And I'm not suggesting that people shouldn't do what they need to do to feel safe. It's just that I don't necessarily feel safe. The mask doesn't make me feel safer. It, it, it makes, to me, it's more harmful because mm. of the emotional, um, of the emotional piece, like not being able to see where people are emotionally. So that's just, that's just me. Um, mm. And everybody has to live according to their own convictions and, and consciousness. But we are humans. We, we need physical touch. We need to see each other's expression. We need mm. to see our neighbor uh, is okay with us. We need that. And so um, I, I just want you to ex expound upon that. Um, mm about the, the, the facial um, expression. And, you know, you talked about sharing the energy through the mask, mm -hmm. but what else can we do to, um, to, ex to have positive exchange with mm -hmm. each other during this time where uh, negativity and fear seems to be driving everything? Absolutely, absolutely. There's a famous child development uh, study when the mother had her facial expression, she was smiling, she was expressive to her infant. The infant babble and get excited and respond back. Uh, but when the mother was told to keep her face still, immobilized, non-responsive, the infant became panicky the infants start grasping, start doing everything uh, within its power to make the mother respond back. 
That's part of the mirror neurons that were hardwired inside of us. There are 36 muscles on our face that mm -hmm. just for smiling. You cannot smile and have a hatred look. You cannot smile <laughs> and have a very tense look or mean look, you know. So, but there are over 150 muscles that created frowns, fear, and created mistrust, okay? So you, when you smile, you already give yourself a appeal to eternal youth. I tell people to take a pill of happiness every day. It doesn't matter what happened in your life, what kind of mood you wake up in, whether there's money in your bank account or not, yeah, the minute you put on a smile, yeah, the minute you take that pill of happiness, you are coming back to your mission on earth. You are coming back to the present, to the mm -hmm. essence of why you're here on earth. Suffering is never meant to be, uh, to be your mission on earth. Okay? Mm -hmm. Transformation and happiness is each and every one of us mission on earth. Yeah, so you are right. Fear, mistrust, and doubts create a lot of neurochemical soup mist in our body that lead to illness, infection, tumor, disease. Okay? So mm -hmm. for, for us, the first beneficial person of our own smile. Right. It's amazing that you talk about how it creates disease. I know it lowers our immune system to be mm -hmm. afraid all the time. And, <clears throat> and so right now, while we're uh, wanting to boost our immune system, uh, we, what Dr. Um, Vo is saying is that we need to be happy. We need to be mindful. We need to be in nature. We need to do all of these things in order to boost our immune system. But I also know, um, Dr. Bo, that you are, are big on nutrition and health and body movement. What are some things that we can do in that area to be, um, to be healthier right now, to boost our immune systems um, just by living and eating, even though we're shutting, shut in into our homes, what are some practices that we can employ to be healthy right now? That is an excellent topic. You know, after we come out of this pandemic, the second pandemic would be obesity, okay? Mm. Addition, okay? That is the side effect of lockdown, substance abuse, uh, you know, a lot of social disease, mental disease is going to be excavated. Um, so uh, after the initial phases, being quarantined with a fully loaded pantry and refrigerator is never, is, is never beneficial. No. So after the initial phase, uh, which is, I would call, the numbing and the glutton gluttony face when everybody is fueling up their emptiness and their fear and their anxiety, their depression with foods, okay, then people start recognizing that, okay, uh, we need to stop. We need to recalculate. We need to re-examine ourselves, okay? One of the best ways 
to start taking care of yourself is start taking a stock, an inventory of our health. This is the greatest time, like I said, to be outside. Okay? Mm-hmm. It all means schedule at least an hour a day to recharge yourself. You would never imagine go all day long without recharging your phone. You mm-hmm. want to let your phone go completely into the redlining. Okay? So our body need to be recharged. Taking good care of this vessel will bring us many, many more mileage in life. Okay? So schedule an hour out of your day to exercise, to jog, to run, to meditate, to do yoga, to, to turn on the music, to do dancing. Okay. So absolutely coming back to the essential in life. There's a story of a man who come into the doctor's office and he was told he has a very short time to live. He has a substance, uh, uh, an impending disease and affliction, and he will be dying very soon. So the man start coming home. He start doing an inventory of his life. He start decluttering his life. He mm-hmm. yelling and screaming at his wife and his children. He starts spending time with his family, uh, talking to his friends, uh, doing critical creative work for his company. Okay, because he want to he want to leave you know his legacy behind and he want to clean up all of the pollution, contamination, and debris of his life. And so after he's done that for a few months, he came back for a checkup. And the doctors say, oh, wow, congratulations, you are cured. You are cured from all of your illness, of gluttony, of self-indulgent, of multitasking, of overloaded with information. You are completely healed. That man is us. That is our diagnosis right now. Okay. This great pandemic helped us to reassess who we are, our value in life. Okay. Taking an an inventory, baptizing our mission again, and re-examine who we truly are on earth and clean out all of the things that we don't need in life. That is amazing. That that was so powerful. And I tell you, we talked about this is power hour. So we're talking about that you, there's an eternal being inside of you. And so all of the things that we're piling in on top of it is not a part of the eternal being. And it's here to serve us. So just like the man took an inventory, reflected over his life and made those changes. And it was that power that brought him to that point. It's that power that's brought us here together. We, uh, we were on assignment to each other many, 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 many years ago before we got here to have this discussion, Dr. Bo, for us to have this discussion to be able to empower as many people as we can. I know that you owned your own um, TV show on a Vietnamese station 
where you were empowering people for seven years a few years ago. So um, I want you to just kind of speak um, to the viewers and to the listeners. On your final words, what would you like to say to people during this time that can help them cope in, in this, un this period of uncertainty? Okay. So I want for people to wake up to the greatest journey on earth, just like the patient who came in to see the doctor. Humanity is a patient that come in to visit with Mother Nature. Her diagnosis is that you have been overindulging, you have been overconsuming, you have been uh, uh, addicted to non-substantial materials in life. You need to stop. You need to stop or you aren't going to be in extinction. So because of that, as a whole community, we need to step forward in unison to re-examine our consuming, our capitalism method, to do, uh, uh, to do an honest and truthful look at who we are here on earth, we hear it, and then to, you know, uh, uh, streamlining all of the unnecessarily things in life. Focus on what's matter in your life. So if the doctor diagnosed you with a terminal illness, you would come home, you would be with your family, you would love every single moment of your life. Mm -hmm. You would focus on your health, you would take care of yourself. Not having time to exercise is no longer an excuse. When the doctor say you have a tumor, you need to be immediately remove the tumor. You can't say, oh, I don't have time, doctor. Okay, so you have to take your time, your number one time is to take care of this eternal loving cell so that you can be overflow with powerhouse in loving and taking care of other people as well. Right? Yes. So here's my message. Awaken to your greatest calling on earth and remove yourself from the victim pathway to take yourself to the victor summit. This is the time to do it. Wow, wow, what an inspiration. I told y'all she would bring it. And she, and Dr. Bo, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Move from the victim pathway and take the journey of the victor. We are victorious because that power that we're talking about in Power Hour is there to make sure we're victorious. But we have to get in alignment with that by taking inventory, by looking over our lives and, and deciding, making a decision and putting forth the willpower to be that powerhouse that our families need, that we need, that our community needs, that our world needs. Thank you so much for listening and for viewing Power Hour today. Remember, when you lose your way, you forget who you are. Come right back and tune in to our future episodes. Thank you so much for joining. Have a great day. Thank you, Dr. Kressley. Take care. Yeah.